We shall fight with growing confidence and growing strength in the air. We shall fight on the beaches. We shall fight on the landing grounds. We shall fight in the fields and in the streets. We shall never surrender until in God's good time, the new world, with all its power and might, steps forth to the rescue and the liberation of people. In times of universal deceit, truth is the only rebellion left. On today's show, the topic is trains. Yes, you heard me correctly, trains. And here's the question, does it matter which one you get on? Does it matter where it's going? Or is it just the journey that matters? I'm gonna answer these questions and more on today's rebellion. Welcome to today's show. Welcome to The Rebellion. My topic today is train rides, getting on the train. And the question here is, does it matter which one you get on? Is it just the joy of the journey that matters, or is the destination important? Does it matter where they're going? Now, as the context for today's program, I'm going to use one of the favorite Christmas movies that we watched over and over again in our family as we were raising our boys. It's a movie called The Polar Express. Do you remember this one? Listen to this music. I'll refresh your memory a bit. Good movie, fun movie, a movie that, as I said, we watched over and over again with our kids as they were growing up, a movie that I would like to discuss more after we take this break. I'm Dr. Everett Piper, and this is The Rebellion, and I'll be right back in a couple minutes. Welcome back to The Rebellion. So it's a couple days before Christmas that you're listening to this show, and Obviously, I've made Christmas a common theme over the last several days. So, I'm not going to break rank today. We're going to continue down that path. We're going to stay the course. The context, as I've already shared with you, and I've already reminded you via the lyrics and the music from the theme song of the Polar Express, is this. Uh, This movie. It's an animated production. 
as I've said, it stars Tom Hanks as a conductor of a train. And it takes its passengers, Tom Hanks as the conductor, and the engineer, and the janitor, and the hobo, several other characters in the movie. He, he invites children to come on board this Christmas Eve train, the Polar Express. And all of these kids take a magical Christmas Eve trip to the North Pole, where they're challenged as to whether or not they believe in Christmas. Now, at the end of the movie, there's one little boy. He's one of the main characters. He's a little boy that was beginning to wonder whether or not Christmas was real. You can assume he's probably around maybe 12 years of age. And whatever story his parents told him of Christmas, he's starting to doubt. You know, did they tell him that Santa Claus was real or was uh, there something else about the Christmas story that he's beginning to, to question? Is he losing the innocence of childhood is kind of the theme here. So the question is, on this magical Christmas Eve train ride to the North Pole, does he believe? What should he believe? What's true and what's false? Is Christmas real or was it just a childhood dream? Well, as the movie comes to an end, the train chugs to a stop in front of each child's house as Tom Hanks ushers the kids down the steps into the snow and he wishes them a Merry Christmas as they each enter their respective homes for Christmas morning. Now, when it comes to this one little boy, the conductor, Mr. Hanks, walks him down the steps. They stand in the snow in front of his house. And Tom Hanks, as the conductor, turns to the little boy and he says this, and I quote, The one thing about trains, it doesn't matter where you're going. What matters is deciding to get on. I'll repeat that one more time. This is the quote from the movie, the conductor, Tom Hanks, to the little boy. The one thing about trains, it doesn't matter where they're going. What matters is deciding to get on. Close quote. Now, again, I like the movie. It's a fun movie. It's a movie about innocence. It's a movie that's well-produced. The 3D animation was uh, cutting edge at its time. But when I watch this movie, then and even now, and I talked about this with my, with my kids, um, you might think, man, you're a, you're a spoil sport here. You're, you're spoiling the movie. You're making it a worldview conversation. Can't you let these kids just enjoy watching it? Well, I think it's important to, to discuss underlying themes that are good and some of the underlying themes and assumptions that might be a problem, that might be bad. And as I watch this movie, and I think about this quote from Tom Hanks, the one thing about trains is it doesn't matter where they're going. What matters is just deciding to get on one. I can't help but hear that and think about how our nation's schools, and as our as a result of our schools, our culture, our churches, our Congress, our courts, our entire country has completely bought this lie. This lie that essentially says this, it's the journey that matters. It's not the destination. We're told this over and over again. It's the journey. Enjoy the journey. Enjoy the ride. It's not about the destination. Just get on any train. 
just decide to get on. So basically, the moral to that story is this. There's no such thing as a final answer. It doesn't matter what worldview or morality or sex or gender you choose. Nothing matters as long as you just choose one. To travel is better than to arrive, in other words, right? Just get on a train, any train, and enjoy the ride. It doesn't matter what you believe as long as it works for you. Does this sound familiar? It's the whateverism of our culture. It's the whateverism of the millennial generation and the Gen Zers, and unfortunately, some of their parents that preceded them. But here's the issue. We all, all of us, and I, I, I argue everyone, ultimately knows something is desperately wrong with this, with this worldview, this lie, this broken way of thinking and living. We know, intuitively, we know that there must be more to life than simply choosing from an amoral smorgasbord of personal values and opinions and desires and passions. There's got to be more to life than that. Otherwise, why are we talking about justice all the time? If it doesn't matter what you believe as long as it works for you. If it doesn't matter which train you get on, just get on and enjoy the ride. What difference does justice make? Why do, why do even secularists wave the banner, their rainbow banners, their BLM banners, their CRT banners of justice, if all life is about is amorality and choosing from a panoply, a smorgasbord of personal things, values, opinions, desires, and passions? At the end of the day, at the end of the day, all of us, all of us understand that some things are true and some things are false. Some are right and some are wrong. When it all comes out in the wash, everyone, everyone listening to this show right now knows some ideas are good and some are simply evil. When, when I was a college president, I was fond of reminding my students over and over again. I told, the, told this to them all of the time. I said it repeatedly. Repetition, repetition, repetition. I said that the goal of a liberal arts institution is liberty. You've heard me talk about that. Liberal and liberty, same root word. So I would always tell my kids this. Every chance I got in a chapel or in a class, in a convocation, in a commencement address, I would beat this drum over and over again. It was my one-string banjo. A truly liberal education is one that liberates. I'd shout that from the high heavens. It frees you from the consequences of those things that are wrong and lets you enjoy the beauty of those things that are right. That's what education is about, at least historically and classically so. Simply stated, I wanted my students to get on the right train, going in the right direction, so that they and all of their friends and all of their family, everybody else around them, would enjoy the blessings of living a right life. The right train 
the right directions, the right life, a life guided by the good, the true, and the beautiful rather than the opposite. That was my point. That was why I kept saying this, that a liberal arts education is one about liberty, educating a free man, a free woman, a free church, a free culture, a free government, a free community, free people. That's what liberal arts used to stand for. A truly liberal education is one that liberates. It frees you. It frees you from your sins and the sins of everybody else around you. Do you get my point? So, in other words, it's not all value neutral. It, it, liberty is better than bondage and slavery, right? It's not value neutral. Getting on the train bound for freedom is a better train to get on than one bound for bondage, slavery, and oppression. To, to make my point, let's shift from the Polar Express to another movie that was produced, oh, I don't know, maybe five to ten years before the Polar Express. It was in the 1990s. It featured a train ride, at least at some points in time in the movie. But the trains in this movie were not leading to the the snow-filled skies of the North Pole. No, no, no. The trains in this movie were headed to the ash-laden courtyards of Nazi prison camps. Do you know what movie I'm talking about? It's the movie Schindler's List. And as you know, this is a very realistic depiction of the Holocaust. It is an historically accurate movie produced by Steven Spielberg that told the story of Oscar Schindler as he interacted with the Nazi regime And at first, Schindler is a narcissistic, hedonistic bore of a man, a womanizer who's just trying to make money in the midst of this war. But he still has that softness in his heart. He's still redeemable. And as the story goes on, he understands that people are being killed by the thousands, by the tens of thousands, hundreds of thousands and millions, and maybe he can save a few. Well, at one point in the film, you see a train. You see it chugging across the snowy hillsides of the Black Forest. You see smoke billowing from its stack. And behind this train are cars, but they're not passenger cars. They're box cars. Cars that are intended for cargo and produce and maybe even cattle. And as you know, in these box cars are not cattle, but people. And the train chugs through one German village after another. There's one scene, I never forget this, where the train slows down to go through a a, a quaint country village, and there are children out sliding uh, on the hillside. It's snowy. They're in their sleds. They're sliding down the sides of the bank from the railroad tracks, and one little boy is all bundled up with his earmuffs and his mittens, Uh, The kid can't be more than seven, eight years old. And he looks up at the train as it moves past. And he looks 
at the Jews poking their heads and their hands out of the boxcars, and the little boy takes his finger and just strokes it across his neck in the, in the uh, motion of execution. Even this little boy knew what was going on. He knew that these people were bound for death. So here's my point. The movie Schindler's List, uh, it, it makes this point quite clear in my view that the choice of trains does matter, that getting on the wrong train headed in the wrong direction can be a matter of life or death. I mean, who can watch, who can watch your fellow human beings being herded like cattle into boxcars bound for the furnaces of Auschwitz and Dachau and argue that the joy is in the journey and that the destination is of little consequence? That's asinine. Who among us would be so calloused as to look our Jewish brothers and sisters in the face and say, well, you know, the one thing about trains is this. It doesn't matter where you're going. What matters is just deciding to get on one and enjoy the ride. doesn't matter what you believe as long as it works for you, right? I mean, trains matter. Where they're going matters. Which one you get on matters. And the same is true with ideas. So let's, let's treat ideas as if they're trains. The train of truth, for example, is always directional. The train of lies is always directional. The ideas we embrace, whether they be lies or truth, they don't remain stagnant. They're never morally neutral. I've said it before on this show. Moral neutrality, value neutrality, is a ruse. It, it, it's a lie. It doesn't exist. There's no such thing. Every idea, every value, every train is going to take you somewhere. We're, we are always going in one of two directions. We're either going toward the forgiveness and freedom that only God's revelation offers, or we're going toward the brokenness and bondage that always and inevitably results from our fantasies and our fabrications and our fallacies. Our choice to either embrace the truth or imbibe lies is going to set the course for not just our days here on earth, but for all eternity. It's a choice between freedom and slavery. A choice between life and death. A choice between the beauty of Christmas or the ugliness of Auschwitz and Dachau. It's a choice between heaven and hell. Ideas are not neutral. They always lead somewhere. As I've quoted a dozen times over, Richard Weaver, 1948, ideas have consequences. Good ideas, good culture, good community, good church, good kids. Bad ideas, the opposite. Garbage in, garbage out. So as we get ready for Christmas, just remember what I've already preach to you over and over again in the preceding programs. 2,000 years ago, a child was born in a manger, and he grew up. 
And he proclaimed this as an adult. You shall know the truth, and the truth shall set you free. And the direction, I'm using that word intentionally here, the direction of the world changed. In other words, when the word was made flesh and dwelt among us, when God incarnated himself in the form of the Messiah, Jesus Christ, Emmanuel, God with us, we have seen his glory, the glory as of the only begotten Son of God. 2,000 years ago, that event happened. And as Jesus started his ministry, one of the things that many people, even those folks that don't go to church regularly, even those folks that may not have embraced Christianity and Christ as their Savior and Lord, they recognize the wisdom in the words of Jesus when he said, you shall know the truth and the truth shall set you free. Because it's clear that lies enslave. People use lies to enslave other people. They use lies to gain power. They, they use lies, excuse me, they use lies to fool the masses into obedience. Don't you feel like, like that's going on in our culture right now? Is Congress telling us the truth? Is Anthony Fauci telling us the truth? Is Joe Biden telling us the truth? And it's nonpartisan because we know darn well that there are people on both sides of the aisle that have lied to us. To do what? To control us, to enslave us, to hold us under their thumb, to tell us that we can't even leave our houses, that we can't go visit our families at Christmas time. I mean, we're hearing the same message. It's two years into this nonsense, and we're hearing the message again this week. Stay home. Don't visit your family. Even if you're vaccinated, wear a mask. What's true? We don't even know what's true any longer. We don't trust these people. And as the result of the deception and the lies, there's more and more bondage and there's less and less liberty. The fences get higher and higher around us as we lose more and more of our freedom. Jesus said the way to solve this problem is to know the truth because the truth sets you free because it's the opposite direction of lies and deceit. It matters what train you get on. Tom Hanks is wrong. I understand it was a story of innocence. It was a story to encourage belief and faith, the magic and wonder, the mystery of childhood. I understand that. I don't want to spoil that for everybody. But I'm stunned I'm stunned that thousands, hundreds of thousands, probably millions of people have watched that movie and not picked up on that phrase. Because it's the iconic phrase of post-modernity. That it doesn't matter what you believe as long as it works for you. The thing about trains is this. That you just decide to get on one, any of them, and enjoy the ride. The destination doesn't matter. So maybe the best 
Christmas reflection for us all is this. When you get on the right train and go in the right direction, you can celebrate and sing, free at last, free at last. Thank God Almighty, I'm free at last. Yeah, those are the words of MLK Jr. But keep in mind, he, he grounded his argument for freedom. Go back and read the letter from the Birmingham jail again. He grounded his argument for freedom in what? Truth. Truth. The laws of God. The revelation of God. And that there was no just law if it didn't dovetail and coincide with and reflect the revealed justice, i.e. truth of God. So I'm going to leave you with a song at the end of this show. Another song. See if you recognize it. This is a 1960-something ballad. Now, listen to the lyrics. I'm not going to claim that they're all that theologically deep. But just listen to the beauty, at least the intended beauty, of this song. It's a song about um, good things versus bad. It's a song about uh, peace versus war. It's a song about love versus hate. It's a song about getting on a train. It's a song by the OJs. So today's message is this, get on the train, but get on the right train. Now the OJs call it the love train, but isn't it interesting that the Apostle John refers to God as being what? Love. And who is God? God is Jesus, Emmanuel, God with us. For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior who is Christ the Lord, and he has come to save his people from their sins. Now that's an idea. That's a train going in the right direction. That's a train we can all get on. I'm Dr. Everett Piper, and this is The Rebellion. <laughs>